0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer, with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with DraftKings, same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. It has been a dead couple of days as far as sports go. We're obviously right around the MLB All-Star break. Uh, not much to watch. I don't know if, if you guys... It's a good time to catch up on Stranger Things, something like that. But it's also a good time to get those preseason bets in. They're... they're just great value on some of these week zero and week one lines. You can do it with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNBR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That promo code DNBR only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restriction and eligibility to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call one 800 4700 What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Earlier, I was able to catch up with Cody Tucker of 7220 Sports. We are live at Mandalay Bay for the Mountain West Media Days. On day one, we were able to meet with some of the various coaches around the league, hear from Craig Thompson about the future of the Mountain West Conference, realignment, and more. I'm going to break this into two different podcasts just because it was a little bit of a longer conversation. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. I do want to add there is background noise. We're live. There are a bunch of radio broadcasts around us. There's stuff happening. But that, that's just how it goes. Hope you guys enjoy this. And a big thanks to Cody Tucker of 7220 for taking the time to have this conversation with me. What's up, Mountain West fans? Justin Michael of DNVR Sports here with Cody Tucker of 7220 Sports. We are at Mandalay Bay, live from the Mountain West Media Days. Today we're going to be talking about everything we learned on day one. We were able to meet with... Commissioner Craig Thompson, hear from him regarding uh, conference realignments. They talked about NIL, all kinds of fun stuff. We were able to speak with coaches from around the conference, talk about all kinds of stuff. Uh, One of the things in particular that I was really curious about was how they thought about all the inter-conference transferring that went on this past offseason. We'll talk about that a little bit more. We're also going to talk about the preseason all-conference teams, predicted order of finish, what they got right, what they got wrong. All that fun stuff, but before we get into it, Cody, how you hanging in? Because it's been a long couple of days. It has, it has,
1: but it's been good, man. It's it, this is always the unofficial start of the season for us, so it feels good to be back at it and be back on the grind and and to see these coaches. And you know, it's cliche, but this time of year, everybody feels like they have a shot, and it, everybody's optimistic, and more importantly, everybody's in a good mood, so it's all good.
0: That's what college football is all about, though. It's the the possibility of what if the romanticism of yeah. you know maybe this will be our year and, uh, you know again if you listen to this podcast I've gone on and on about all the realignment stuff and how much I hate that we're doing all of it for TV markets and, and yeah. not necessarily what's based on what makes college football great that's the history and it's the yeah. excitement and you know being being into it for our community and it's it's just cool to see everybody engaged
1: absolutely and on the on the flip side of that Justin yesterday. You know, Wyoming was picked to finish fifth in the Mountain Division right behind Colorado State, and Craig Boll, um said, hey, this kind of reminds me of a time in 2016 when I came to Mountain West Media Days with a guy named Josh Allen and a guy named Andrew Winger, and we were picked to finish dead last, and next thing you know, uh, December we're hosting the Mountain West Championship game, so... You know, you think San Jose State two years ago thought that they were, anybody thought they were going to do what they did? Utah Uh, State got picked last last year. They went
0: on to win the division. Absolutely. If you're a CSU fan, obviously that's what you're hoping, that you can, you know, they weren't worst, but essentially go from worst to first with an entirely new roster. I mean, they they leaned heavy in the transfer portal, brought in a ton of Nevada guys, a couple of other FBS transfers as well. CSU actually picked up one first-place vote who did that? Yeah, it's, I was very <laughs> surprised. Um, if, if you're listening, thinking, "Well, it had to be you, Justin." No, I do not have an official vote in the process at this time. Bit ironic since I'm the only media member from CSU here. But
1: and you know it sure as hell wasn't me.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious who did that. I mean,
0: it wasn't uh, Kevin Lionel either. Yeah. You know, the guy for CSU that that does have a vote. So yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe a Nevada media member, but. I like that somebody had some fun with it. Again, I'm I'm not trying to be a homer and be like, this is gonna be the Rams year. You guys will see. Like, I'm gonna be laughing when it's all said and done. But the fact that Boise State was taken to, you know, win the Mountain again, pretty much, pretty much based on brand recognition, it's it's boring to me. It's like 15 straight years they've been picked to win their division. <laughs> it's like 17 years that they've been one of the favorites in their conference, going back to their days at the WAC. It just
1: you know what? I'm one of those guys that I did vote for Boise State, and I, and it's one of those deals where, you know, you got to knock them off. I know they were knocked off last year, but I guess they've done so much in the past that it's kind of hard to believe that they would be down again. And Utah State, you have to wonder if that was a fluke. Uh, and then Air Force. Air Force is, you know, they, they're bringing back a lot of studs. They're bringing back a lot of talent. They have a really nice schedule that really fits what it really could lead to a roadmap to the Mountain West title game. So. Boise State has to go to Colorado Springs. And, and the Air Force has had plenty of success against them. So Air Force could very well do it, too. Yeah, I guess I, I should make it clear. I'm not trying to bash on the people
0: that that picked Boise State. I mean, it's, it's a safe bet based on yep. the history of this conference. I just think when you factor in the experience of, of some of these other teams, I, I could completely agree on Utah State. I could see them being a, a contender again under Blake Anderson. They obviously have a highly explosive offense. Yep. They also have to replace a ton of people. Air Force returns, you know, Hazek Daniels at quarterback. They got Brad Roberts at running back. Even what else do he's they need? <laughs> what else do they need? They got a quarterback and a fullback right there. But the, it's that it's that favorable home schedule to me that separates Air Force. And it's why if I had a vote, I would have voted for them to be the, the favorite in the mountain. I just think the fact that they get Boise at home. And the fact that Boise State in consecutive weeks has to play Fresno State San Diego State and Air Force. That's a three week stretch for them. Tough. That's not factoring in a late November trip to Laramie. I mean, if they survive that gauntlet, they will absolutely deserve to represent the mountain in the championship. They'll earn it. Yeah. And maybe they will. You know, maybe they yeah. will. But I, I, I do think Air Force should have been the, the mountain favorite.
1: I think other you know, that could be flip flopped. I voted Mountain Division, Boise State Air Force, Utah State, Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico. That's exactly what the rest of the media voted. Um, I, I think they got it right. I think that's interchangeable. Air Force and Boise State can be interchangeable. Uh, Wyoming and Colorado State could probably be interchangeable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's the way I thought, too. I thought, you know, CSU's got a lot of juice now. Uh, Jay Norvell, obviously, bringing in a fresh new approach. And, and uh, what a different coach he is than the one you had the last <laughs> couple of years. Uh, great guy. And you know he does the right things. He's all about the right things. He's got a fun offense. Uh, CSU, you know, and he's obviously used to these guys. He brought, what, 13 of them with him So from Reno, so uh, I think CSU is going to be much improved, and, uh, and the Cowboys are just, the key word with them is just unknown. They lost 15 guys in the transfer portal. Uh, Chad is now cashing checks from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, both quarterbacks are gone. Both cornerbacks are gone. Uh, you know, the Cowboys have a lot to replace, so um, I don't I don't see a problem with them being big fifth at all, and I don't think they do either. I think Craig Bull like I said, he said to us, we're lying in the weeds uh, yesterday, So, and I've heard him say that before. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at, obviously, the production that they lost offensively, you know, losing Isaiah Nayer and, you know, Xavier Valade, that's, that's a tough spot to be in. Hawaii, Nevada, and Wyoming lost more production than any teams in the country last year. They are yeah. all in our conference, and that's what makes this year so weird. It's just the unpredictability of it all. And maybe that means that the people that voted for Boise State, that was smart, just because they went with the, the sure thing in their eyes, yeah. and so maybe I'm talking myself back around the other way. But
1: and, and maybe we're putting a little too much into this list, considering it's more important at the end of the year than this action. PS list. Yes. And, and the same can be said for the All-Mountain West All-Conference team. I mean, this isn't the one I was just texting with a player's parent in she was a little upset about her son because she thought he might be a first-teamer, but this isn't the list you want to be on. Oh, it's cool, it's... but it could be cooler.
0: Look, guys, Trey McBride was not named first-team all-conference right. in the preseason last year. Great point. And it was asinine, again, not how I would have voted. Maybe give me a vote, Mountain West. I, I understood it. It wasn't when you factor in the context. It's because Cole Turner was coming back in the spread. There's Carson Strong and Carson Strong. He had the best quarterback uh, in the league. And Steve Adazio's offense. You know, everybody they're thinking ground and pound, but they force fed him 130 targets, and then they won him the Mackey board. Well, my thought was on
1: Trey McBride. Is he was clearly the best, but they don't ever go to him in the red zone. So Cole Turner is going to put up a bunch of points. He's a big, huge target in the red zone.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I really couldn't fault. Like CSU fans were very upset, and I even I went on the podcast last year and I was like, "Look, guys, train, like none of these tight ends can hold Trey McBride's job." But I understand the rationale that went behind the decision. Yeah.
1: Well, this would be a perfect segue into who uh, is the first team <laughs> all Mountain wants <ones laughs> tight end this year. Also from Colorado, maybe it's their makeup call.
0: Well, yeah, a little bit. It's a uh, Tanner Arkin, redshirt yeah. freshman. He's a guy from Fort Collins, Um, you know, CSU fans are are very excited about him. The staff's very excited about him. He's a guy, you know, coming in that I don't think the staff was, like, that was the guy. You know, they were like, oh, man, we get hit. You know, you're looking at Dante Wright. You're looking at Time of Tanner Arkin really wowed people in spring ball. He worked his way up all the way from third string to the starting tight end. They're so confident in him that CSU put him on the ballot. I, I will admit, for the sake of transparency, he was the only tight end on the ballot. So it's just kind of a weird spot when you look at all of these teams: Fresno State, San Diego State, Wyoming, CSU. They're all coming off of seasons in which, which they had veteran tight ends. Now, with you know, it's a bunch of guys with just a couple catches. And...
1: Yeah, and so many, uh, so many great tight ends were in this league last year, and now it's so un- once again unknown. I know in Laramie Parker and and Welch are a couple of very nice tight ends, but they just aren't getting the targets. And as as anybody who watches the Mountain West knows, especially Colorado State fans and especially Wyoming fans, Wyoming just doesn't target their tight ends enough. Uh, but they have some very talented ones. I'm just looking at this list right now, Justin. I'm really, for the record, CSU fans, I picked Torrey Horton. Tory Horton is my number one wide receiver, and I picked Dante Wright as my number three. Neither one of them made the first team.
0: Yeah, I uh... – I'm not shocked. They didn't make it on Phil Steele's either. Um, I like them a lot. I, I think they're going to get so many targets. That's the thing. is This offense inherently, you know, it's it's going to put numbers up. So I, I do think that Torrey Horton is the best wide receiver in this conference. And, and I'm not saying that to be a homer. I just mean, you know, I got to watch Rashard Higgins up and close. I got to watch Michael Gallup up and close. And watching the way that he is able to contort his body in the air... He's fast. He runs clean routes. He has soft hands. The guy is a freak. And I watched him torch CSU in person last <laughs> year for a couple of touchdowns. So it's, it's a weird feeling, you know. It, it makes me feel so much better watching a fifty-two to ten loss for my alma mater because I'm like, oh, all those guys are on my team. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, he's not in the shadow of Romeo Dubs anymore. Uh, I think he's going to really take the top off defenses. Dante Wright's going to really and and your tight end. I think he's going to. They're both going to benefit huge
0: from Horton. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing about Arkin is like you got to cover Horton, you got to cover Dante Ray, you got to cover Melquan Stovall, a guy who really Stovall's nice. He's good, guys. He's really good. Ty McCulloch has produced at points. He hasn't really lived up to the the hype that he had coming out of high school, but a lot of that had to do with you know playing at the end of the Bobo era and then you know getting a coach that did not want to throw the football. Uh, real quick, I guess we should go through the All Conference team at quarterback Jake Hayner. From Fresno State, no-brainer, potential All-American. Jalen Cropper as well, his wide receiver, really talented guy. Dante Wright, tight player, small, speedy. Can line him up anywhere, you know, drop him underneath. But he also has the ability to to go over the top. He's going to catch a lot
1: of footballs. Already has, but he's going to catch
0: a lot of footballs. That that Fresno State team is really dangerous, guys. Um,
1: Jesse Matthews
0: from San Diego State, a guy who had eight touchdowns last year, I believe, which was impressive because they really did not have a great quarterback. Brad Roberts and Jordan Mims, the running backs. Roberts out of Air Force, Mims out of Fresno State. Both Cody and I felt that Titus Swin deserved to be the first team All Conference running back over Jordan Mims. That's not a shot at him. Yeah, I just feel like Titus Swin is the best
1: true running
0: back in this conference. That's not a shot at Brad Roberts either, but he's a fullback and he's, he's you know a product of the system. Yeah, product of his system. Absolutely. I think Titus Swin is.
1: He is now going to take the reins in the Cowboys' backfield over Xavier Holiday and. Valade was the second all-time leading rusher in Wyoming football history. So Titus has some big shoes to fill, but we saw last year he really came on. I mean, CSU was really his coming his coming out party, and then he really took it to Utah State at a 98-yard touchdown run and a 47-yard touchdown run. So he's super talented. He's the, he's the mix of power speed. A uh, really good player, and also, hearing from Craig Ball, the maturity aspect has kicked in now as well, which makes him even more scary. He's a stud,
0: guys. He's an absolute stud. Yep. Uh, and now, you know the Cowboys are going to run a lot. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, if you want to talk about, it, it would make sense to vote for Torrey Horton, not just because he's talented, but because of the system that he plays in. Yep. I That's the argument I would make for Titus Swen. And again, you can make it for, for Brad Roberts, Roberts but, yeah. When you're looking at a Jordan Mims, a very talented, versatile running back who can also catch the ball, he's also a return guy. They have so many playmakers. I just don't think he's going to put up the stats that somebody like Titus Slun is going to do. Yep, no,
1: you're you're dead on. Uh, Jay Kaner is going to have plenty of options this year, and and Mims, Mims will be a, one of those nice options. But Jalen Cropper is the guy. He's going to
0: catch a million footballs this year, and, and I really think Fresno State's going to be very dangerous. Yeah, they're. Uh, they have a decent chance. I mean, they, they have a hard schedule. They play USC in non-conference. If they can somehow pull an upset, you know, depending on how league play goes, you know, maybe they could be a team that's in contention for the New Year's Six at the end. Um, the offensive line, we've got Isaac Cochran of Air Force, uh, John Juwoku of Boise State, Dante Bull of Fresno State, Aaron Frost of Nevada, and Alama Ugabe of San Diego State. Uh, that is how I voted on my team. Again, I don't have an official vote, but if you subscribe to DNVR... Actually, you don't even have to subscribe. I made that for, uh, I made that piece free, getting tongue-tied here. Go check it out. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Beers are on tap and regular seltzers are being sold in the bar. You guys know we love our Breck beers at DNVR. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion, and there's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew with it. Breck Brew has been doing this for over 30 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beers. Try out some of my favorites, whether it's the Avalanche Amber Ale, Juice Trap IPA, they have a new Summer Pill Shandy, which is absolutely perfection. Mwah! Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter, hard seltzers, lemonade seltzers, hard sodas, you name it, Breck does it. They have a beer for any occasion, and they really are the best around. Check out the Breckbeer Locator. Find the closest location near you, selling all of their delicious things, whether it's a grocery store, liquor store, you name it. Go check it out. Moving on to the defense. Um, real quick, y- you were surprised, right, that your guy Cole didn't make this list.
1: Cole Goodbode, he, he's been
0: overlooked since he's been in Laramie. I mean, he had five,
1: five sacks last year from the interior defensive front. He's also the third-leading tackler mine, Scott Patchen, actually, of CSU last year. Third leading interior tackler in the nation. Um, he's been overlooked his whole career. Uh, state champion wrestler out of Wisconsin, your prototypical dude. And he looks better than he ever has just in this offseason. He looked incredible, and, and coaches are just raving about him. He's one of those dudes that he doesn't care about this list. He probably doesn't care about the list at the end of the year, but <laughs> he knows. He knows. He keeps things in perspective. Uh, and But to be fair, there's a lot of really good defensive linemen Bob Wilson.
0: Yeah, this defensively I would say is, is really where the best NFL prospects are going in. I mean, obviously there's some guys that could branch out offensively. I think Tory Horton's an NFL wide receiver, but, uh, but the team was Scott Matlock of Boise State, starting with the defensive line. Sean Bakes of San Diego State. Jonah Tavae of San Diego State. Uh, Giuliani, Fihoko of San Jose State. I pronounced it before. I have to keep practicing it. That was not my best effort. At Cade Hall of San Jose State as well. Those two guys are studs. Too, so yeah. Those defensive ends. I mean, they recovered havoc. And behind them, they've got Kyle Harmon at linebacker, a guy that had 130 tackles last year. Um, Top they, four in the nation. Yeah. yeah. They, a lot of Mountain West guys could really tackle. Yeah. Also at linebacker, Vince Sanford of Air Force. He's a guy that had nine sacks, I believe, last year and a ton of pressure. Really can get out to the QB. And then Caden McDonald, who um, I actually tweaked my format here, and I, I made it so that McDonald was like a flex, just because he's, he plays Nickelback. Um, oh, no, that's McMorris, excuse me. McDonald is the linebacker. I'm mixing up the, the, the guys here. McMorris was also recognized at DB, along with J.L. Skinner, Evan Williams, and Jarek Mead. There are some really good safeties in this conference as well, uh, when you look at Skinner at Boise State, Evan Williams, they can really really bring uh, the, the pain in the open field. Patrick McMorris, a uh, nickel guy that they move all over the field. Jared Reed really racks up stats on a, a bad New Mexico defense. Jack Howell, who's coming back for his sophomore year, son of CSU legendary safety, John Howell. He was a freshman All-American last year, and like I, I couldn't even you know put him on the list. I ended up putting him second team all-conference since I was able to move McMorris into the flex. That's another reason I did it, just to honor more of these yep. talented DBs. But.
1: It's weird for me, Justin, to not see a Wyoming Cowboy back there in these selections. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Andrew Winger, Marcus Epps, Elijah Halliburton, uh, As- Asias Gandhi. Now it's uh, it's going to be a whole new day. And, and I know in talking to defensive coordinator jo- Jason Bell, he loves the young guys they have coming up, including Wyatt Eckler from Windsor High School, uh, son, or brother of uh, Austin, Austin Eckler, of course. Um, so they do like him, but it's weird not seeing that. But it, there are some unbelievable guys on this back end. And I really love Jared Reed from New Mexico. He's a really good ball player. Oh, speaking of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> he just walked by. I wasn't kissing your tail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, he's an NFL defensive back, guys. He's really versatile. He's great in coverage. He's a ball hawk. He's a sure tackler. He, I watched a couple of New Mexico games last year. Basically, purely because I like Jared Reed so much. We've got some UNM guys in the house. They love it. Um, well, and
1: nobody punts more than statistically than the New Mexico Lobos, so he gets a lot of work. Yeah. And that's why
0: uh, Aaron Rodriguez, New Mexico's punter, was also named preseason first team all-conference. That is who I voted for as well. He had yeah. one of the best averages in the country last year. Just kind of got outshined by Areza and Stonehouse, which... Yeah. It was a weird year, the amount of star power they had at the freaking yeah. specialists. <laughs> but uh, rounding out the first team, we've got Jonah Dalmas, the place kicker for Boise State. He was awesome last year. He hit like 97% of his field goals. Um, and then that, that number might not be right, guys. It's a little bit of hyperbole. Jordan Byrd was the punt returner and kick returner, a no-brainer. Uh, CSU fans know all all too well how dangerous he is back in 2020. Had two returns that resulted in 150-plus yards and a touchdown. So, he can San, fly.
1: San Diego State always has one or two of those guys, don't they? Yeah. Rashad Penny still gives Wyoming fans
0: nightmares. Yeah, and the only the only returner in the conference I can ever think of that was not an Aztec was just Savon Scarver of Utah State. And that guy killed CSU in Wyoming, too. That's pretty good. Going through the... Uh, the, the preseason awards, Offensive Player of the Year, Jay Kaner, again, no-brainer. We don't need to go on and on. He's he's just fun, man. Like, obviously, he's really talented, but he, he feels like a, a college quarterback that I would have loved growing up. Just, you know, like the kind of guy that takes hit after hit and keeps getting up. He's going to score a touchdown. He's going to scream in your face. He's going to come celebrate with the fans. Like, he's just the type of player that college football is all about. Is he an NFL quarterback? I don't know. He's pretty undersized. No, no, that's what
1: I was just going to say, Justin. When you stand next to him, he's a—he's not a big fella, no, to not. say the least. So that makes it even more impressive because you look at him; he's like six foot tall, and you say, "How do you even see over your offensive line?" First of all, but his precision is unbelievable, and—and and that's one for that's sticking in the Corral of Wyoming fans still to this day. They held him to ninety-three passing yards last year in Laramie and lost seventeen to nothing. You don't do that to Jake Haner. What
0: did you say his average was yesterday? Almost 400 yards a game? He's over his career. It's it's over 350 a game and close to three touchdowns. I mean, he's a guy that just, he racks up numbers. And and it's not, the thing that I also love about him, it's not empty stats. It's not, you know, he's a freaking winner. He took UCLA and UCLA had them on the ropes. He leads a game winning drive under two minutes. It was one of the most exciting moments in all of college football last year. Like, the dude's awesome. Uh, We've got co-defensive players of the year. A little bit surprising, but I mean, when you look at the defensive talent, I I guess it kind of makes sense. Patrick McMorris, I talked about him earlier, the the nickelback out of San Diego State, can really do it all. And Cade Hall, defensive end out of San Jose State. They're studs. I don't have any issue with either of them. I think that could really make a strong argument for any of the three San Jose State guys, which is which
1: which one of them ends up, you know, branching out. Yeah. I actually took Kate Hall myself. I nice. really think he's a he's a dynamic edge rusher. And I mean how important is that to have that on your team? You guys have seen it in Fort Collins. The great edge rushers you guys have had and the great interior pressure you guys have had. He's gonna he's the one who is the catalyst for this and opens up things for Harmon and opens up things for the rest of that defensive front. And now looking through this stuff, San Jose State's defense is going to be filthy. And we talked to Brent Brennan for a long time yesterday, their head coach. I have a lot of confidence in that guy. And I feel like, I haven't looked at the schedule, but if they host a Fresno State, who's going to shut down a Jay Kaner more than possibly San Jose State? And San Diego State, where are they playing them? Because the Spartans are picked to finish third, but... With a defense like this, plus Javon Cordero coming over from Hawaii and Nick Nash, the backup, if he wins the quarterback job, San Jose State's in a pretty darn good spot. They had a two Nevada
0: receivers as well, yep. uh, Justin, Justin Lockhart and trying uh, to blank on the other name, but yeah, I mean that's going to be a revamped offense. I think it should be kind of closer to, to 2020 than 2021 as far as how they they end up performing. CSU last year actually really beat down. San Jose State and Brent Brennan kind of talked about that just that they were they were in a bad spot they'd been through a lot of travel and and they did I mean I remember talking about that on my podcast of why CSU fans should be confident going in despite the fact that they were the you know coming off the conference championship it was just that they didn't go Western Michigan and all over and and CSU beat them down on homecoming Um, yeah I, I think as far as the all-conference team goes, there weren't a ton of, like, egregious omissions or anything like that. No. A couple yeah. of them that you could go back and forth on, but that's just how this process works, right? Like, I mean, yeah. that's why we even do it, is so that you can have the debate.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, for instance, like I said, I took the two CSU wide receivers. Also a linebacker, I thought Easton Gibbs, who's here representing Wyoming, he's filling in for Chad Mumma, who was filling in for Logan Wilson. There's a lineage there of linebacker play, and, uh, you know, in talking to Easton Gibbs... If you want to be a middle linebacker in the G5, yeah. Wyoming's really a nice landing spot for you. Also took Daquan Jackson. I thought I thought Daquan Jackson's a really talented athletic guy. Right. And, uh, but there's just so many good linebackers.
0: Yeah, that was the thing. Is I, I knew CSU fans would be a little bit bummed to not see DJ make this list. But I, I mean, when you look at the linebackers that made it over him, I, I just don't think you can really argue it. Particularly when, you know, after spring ball, Jay Norvell is, you know, openly saying how they need their linebackers to to make more plays and be more productive. It's been a, a big point of emphasis for them on the recruiting trail. It's going to continue to be as well as trying to add some young defensive backs. They want to get bigger. They want to get faster.